Cross Politic begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to His Lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Waterboy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. It's Thanksgiving week. And it's raining. And it's raining up here in northern Idaho in the chimney. P- pretty hard. I'll take the No rain. snow. Yeah. It's raining. We it's fall. I'm excited for the show today. We have Dr. Story in the studios with us. Dr. Rod, thank you for joining us. Hey, glad to be here. And he's also participating in our Dr. Belvini. Uh, I'm just happy he yep. allows. He permits. He permits. He permits good <laughs> Scott. He says this Only is what good. he prescribes for everything that ails you. Is this uh, how you keep your patients around? Well, if St. Paul could offer it for Timothy's stomach, I figure. Um, yeah. He can do it. He can do it. Yeah. Okay. Amen. And we have an extra guest in the studio. We do. Hey, my, look at that's That's Toby's brother. Don't look my, at me. My little brother? Yeah. He's my littlest brother. He doesn't look little. The little. He looks Did you ever live in Alaska? Oh, okay. okay. There you go. Yeah. He was, was born weird. in Alaska. He was born in Alaska. So, so you know, this oh. is this is radio, so people really can't see your head nod. Sorry. All right, so you got to say so something. You got to shout hey, it hey, out. Hey, yeah, shout it out. <laughs> say, hey, y'all. Give, give, give a word. How's it going, everybody? All right. Hey. hey. Doesn't sound like he's from Alaska. Doesn't sound like he's from Texas either. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Killing me, man. I didn't bring Texas into the show this no, time. No, I had, to, do it for, I had right. to beat you to the punch. That's all right. All done. All done now. Hear that? All done. So I think just a little primer for the show. Yep. Um, we're going to be talking about kind of a local story here regarding the um, some issues going on with our local hospitals and offering transgender surgeries and becoming regional hubs for that. So you guys stick around. We're going to be talking to Rod a lot about this. And then the last segment, I think if we, if we have time and we can get to it, we'd like to talk kind of the theology behind um, the transgender um, issues and what it means to be made male and female and stuff like that. So I, I wanted to prime that now um before we get into our cross-politic news because so it seems like a little story but it's got national attention that's right that's already. right so rod rod's been in the washington post i think another um paper picked up that article was that right i think another paper picked up that article too another national um uh, outlet that's yeah, pretty so. impressive to end up in the washington post <laughs> yeah to have a story done on moscow mm-hmm. and pullman hospitals it, yeah, yeah. And, and what it seems like it's somewhat fairly too yeah, you know. yeah, fairly even-handed. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Exactly. Which is weird for us here. Yeah. Being, I mean, <laughs> but actually posted what I said. Like, wow. If you guys followed Moscow, it's weird. Oh, so man. let's let's jump into some news before we get there. Um, uh, I recently um the the Apple's diversity chief got forced out. Oh, um, and she's a black woman. She wasn't being diverse. She wasn't being diverse. <laughs> she got forced out. And get this, man. She was speaking in um. Uh, Bogota, Colombia. Did you follow this? Did you hear about this? I heard a little bit about she's it. She's speaking in Bogota, Colombia, and and she was talking about diversity. You know, she's representing doing some diversity mm-hmm. speech in Colombia, mm-hmm. and and basically, I'll just read real quick what she said. 
um, there can be 12 white, blue-eyed, blonde men in a room, and they're going to be diverse, too, because they're going to be a different, they're going to come from different life experiences. So she's saying, she's defining, uh, right? <laughs> right? And then, and then she goes on answer. to say, wrong answer. She said, diversity is a human experience. And then she, she says, I get a little bit frustrated when diversity or the term diversity is tagged to the people of color or women or LGBT. What, what, what kind she of, just, what kind of diversity like, chief is this? She, yeah. she She's actually talking a little bit of sense. Mm. I know. <laughs> get this woman out of here. <laughs> Quick, get her out. We hired a double minority not to talk like this. <laughs> What are she's you doing? She's black and she's a woman. Listen. Yeah. Get a little, little too diverse for Apple. All of a sudden, right. you know, she gets even and it's like, well, that's not what the bills are paid for here. That's right. right. Well, well, what what was she doing? She's attacking all the shrines. In well, the, the right, the LGBTs a shrine, the, uh, women is a shrine and people yeah. of color, that's how you define diversity. Yeah. Well, and and right? she's doing something that you can't do in America nowadays, which is say that white people themselves are not the devil that you think they are. Mhm. Like mm-hmm. you you start saying yeah. that, "Hey, yeah. maybe there's right. Maybe actually, guys, there's different cultures maybe, inside of white maybe people. All, maybe all white people aren't the same. Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And all of a sudden, it's like, ah, you're fired. Get out of here. Yeah. I think Who's we, next? I think we talked about this on the show, um, but I was, I was at the Oregon Zoo this last weekend, which is one reason why we didn't record on Friday. But I was at the Oregon Zoo this weekend, and we go by the monkeys. And there's a public school textbook. I think I brought this up a, a while ago, but there's a public school textbook that taught that um, Chinese and Asians uh, d- uh, came I from the orangutans. Yeah. Um, black people came from the gorillas. Uh-huh. And, and whites came from the chimpanzees, which are the most f- sophisticated of the monkey kingdom. Yeah. They just wanted to offend everybody, didn't they? <laughs> and this is a public school te- <laughs> textbook. No one, no one oh, walks man. out of that well. Mm. We all came from the monkey. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know. All of us. But... <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> well, well, these days we are kind of acting like it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You tell something right. long enough, yeah, you know. Right, and people are mm. like just doing it. Yeah. But I mean, just think of just think of that. I mean, there's a public school textbook, and we we talk about identity. We've talked about identity politics here. Well, they're Absolutely. they're taking it all the way down to evolution, identity within the you know the evolutionary where, where nobody has any value. Roots, right? We're nobody, right? Nobody right, right. at that point it doesn't care. It yeah. doesn't matter what kind of monkey you come from because it doesn't. You don't have any right. value as a monkey, right? You know, so who cares, right? And so, and so, when this like diversity politics nonsense, I mean, this is just monkeys, you know, throwing poop at each other. Yeah, I was right? gonna leave that part out. Yeah, but that, that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're doing. You're right? No, you're right. <laughs> no, no, the chocolate knocks. Huh? Chocolate, look at me. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at me in the eye. You, 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 yes, but mine is orangutan. <laughs> no, no. Yours is gorilla. Yours is gorilla oh, poo. I mean, right, right. Mine is. You got it wrong. Mine because is remember, bl- poo, black people so. are strong, right. but the gorillas are not the smartest. It's the chimpanzees right. that are the smartest. But so, so but my poo hurts the worst when you get hit with it. <laughs> <laughs> what? My, what? My, my point is uh-huh. that the. Yeah. That Bring it, it back around, Toby, no, please. <laughs> it makes no rational sense at all. We are not reasoning. We are not arguing. That's right. There's, this no. is not about truth. This is not about actually honoring people. Mm. Right, it's that, that that's the argument that you know the, right, the right. diversity is is wanting to ar- honor people, honor right. um, the differences, the the way that God made us. But you as you can't you can't subtract God and and the and the creation of man from the equation, and then somehow end up magically with valuing human beings. Right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and, not. And, and that's you know what Imago Day. Right. In one side you get you come from a gorilla, a monkey. Right. The other side you come from God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got the image of a gorilla. Right. Or you got the image of God. Right. Which right. one holds value? <laughs> right. 
Right. Well, those say, well, gorillas are special. Yeah. 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 But, but the problem is, is <laughs> the, the problem, of course, is though, is, is, the, is, is, is the back of all this is that it's all an accident. Yep. Right. It, it, it's all an accident. It's, it's, it's the result of mutations mm. over millions and billions of years, accidentally right. blind chance. And you don't, you, you can't argue for blind chance, incoherence, random mutations, and then say that it matters how you, how you deal with other people. And that ties right into what we're going to be talking about in the next segment with Rod. Oh, I bet. That's, I'm sure you're all over that already. (laughs) Well, and you also can't argue that one form of speech is more valuable than another. Right. Yeah. It's all all nonsense. Right. That, that something is more true than the other. It's, it falls apart. It's just monkey nonsense. It's all monkey. When when we were at the it's zoo, all monkey. Yeah, it's all monkey. It's all when, monkey. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, when we were uh, walking out, so we're leaving the zoo at noon. We were walking out, and a woman was outside protesting that elephants were being trapped inside the zoo. And and she's just elephants. Just, <laughs> elephants. I think elephants were most important to her. <laughs> what about the monkeys? <laughs> what about the parrots? Girl. What about your What about your people? Well, your people and sitting up there. You arguing for the elephants? So racist. I know. Uh, and I um uh, I didn't get to walk by her, but as oh, I was I walking, I was there. I was walking around, and I, I said to my wife, I was like, I should ask her if she's pro-choice, which is probably she's she's sitting here, you know, defending arguing protesting for to free the elephants but she's probably highly likely pro-choice you know what's sad is that oh. we're getting to the point now that that kind of thing is starting to happen in people who are pro-life too they're, they're kind of it's starting to become a mixed bag where you can still get some of the logic and common god-given sense of a pro-lifer understanding mm-hmm. the difference between life and, and still stand outside saying mm-hmm. free the elephants that are trapped inside the zoo uh anyway. not inside anyway, the belly. Moving right. along. it's true so, um, next on the on, on the list I have is with all the sex scandals coming out. Um, really? I think we got we got Sly. Wait, 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 wait. Sly Sylvester Stallone. Uh oh. Is that proven yet? Well, that's, that's not proven. Not, no, okay. that's not proven. You just, I, I have hey, no bro, judgment. Look, I'm just saying. Don't mess up my childhood, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with say, Rambo. I'm gonna say right now, Rambo. Rambo. Uh, Rocky, brother. Rocky. Don't, just mm, don't mess on. up my childhood right now. See, I like Rambo, but so, more than Rocky. Rocky. I'm just saying. You just I said it. I just don't, said it. Don't put across any allegations. That are not true. I want some. If there's an allegation, I'm going to back up by a witness, and we mm-hmm. get into court, and it's all been proven. <laughs> but what about Al Franken? Huh? Oh, he he can go. He, he can. Well, he can fast. <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. Can, I know about go. Al Franken. <laughs> he can go. We didn't had our moment. <laughs> he didn't ruin a lot for me more than just my childhood. So he can go. <laughs> but one of the things that's come out of all this, he, is, there's a picture with Al Franken. I know. He's guilty as charged. Now, yeah. what I'm trying to figure out, Al Franken. The interesting thing is, uh, when did that become wrong to you guys? Yeah, right. Like all of this, this pictures existed for a long time. Well, the, since, it wasn't since 2006. Wasn't Bill Clinton, it wasn't wrong for Bill. Well, that, that's what I'm saying is that right. there's a spin a standard that's been hovering over Hollywood for a long time, and now everybody wants to say we don't agree to that standard anymore. Let us uh, change the hands of power, you know. And now it's like, oh, well, this is officially wrong in the culture. Well, so maybe the, we should move this. The issue is they don't have a they they don't have a problem with it if you're getting paid for it, paid to do it. Right. Well, that's right. how it's been. For decades, right? Is well, they haven't had a problem with it, even if you, you know, right, right. They're they're happy. A lot industry. of the women were happy to be quiet about it as long as they're moving up in their careers. Everybody knew how you right. got into the industry, which is another version of getting paid paid for. It. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. but now that you can turn this into a, a kind of a poli- political issue, it's everyone's coming out. Apart from apart from Christ, I think everything really does reduce to power plays. That's all it is. So, I mean, so this is, we'll just keep doing the Darwin thing today, but the um. It, that really is apart from the power of God at work in the world, grace. Yep. Right. Um, 
you have might makes right. There really are no other options. That's it. It's yeah. the power of the gospel, the power of grace, the power of God, or it's might makes right. Right. The survival of the fittest. Yeah. And so and, which, which and, means and it we, becomes a chess game because you'll use certain times, you'll use this power over right. here and certain times. You and and what happens though is in, 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 in Christian cultures and in cultures that are influenced at least by common sense, um, some of the residual effects of the gospel, uh, it, they steal from the gospel, they steal, steal from the Christian story and pretend like they can get that kind of coherence. Yeah. And that yep. kind of, um, societal, um, uh, peace and prosperity. They pretend that they can get that from their disobedience. They can get that from their gods. And, and that, you know, and so meanwhile, you know, they can be polite on the street and stop at stop signs and, you know, let somebody go in front of them in, in the supermarket and be treating people horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but they're, and they're pretending like that's coherent, but it's not really over time. That just gets that, that, the the emperor really is naked mm-hmm, they're pretending mm-hmm, they have mm-hmm. clothes on and they don't and so i think this is all it's all turning in on itself and what's happening now though is i think people are realizing that victims actually have more power than the perpetrators now that's right yeah that's I was just mm-hmm. go and ahead so now. and so that's what's happening oh, though and so, so people are yeah, yeah. Pu- pulling the victim card i'm a victim too no i'm a victim too he victimized me and Where, that, where's the power at? that's the power play and victimhood and, right. and, yeah. and, and and that's, that's really good because me. because yeah. that's what we're at there's nothing. There's nothing that's else. Right. There's nothing right. left. There's. It's just power. At and the it, time. At that time, there was no power in victimhood. That's right. So therefore, you don't play that card. Right. You. You. People who had money had the had power. power. Um. And people who own the studios have the power. Right. People in the politics have the power. Yeah. But that's. And I think even as recently as the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky thing. Absolutely. It was still. I think somewhat shifted in that direction. Yeah. Bill could yeah. pull it. Pull it yeah. off. Yeah. That's right. right. Um, that's right. Everybody knew he was guilty. <clears throat> everybody knew. But they. They thought. But he's. He's got the power. Yeah. But it's flipped. That's right. It's flipping. But I think what this turns into, though, is just it's just it's full on um, pagan um, cannibalism is, is what we're that's right. is, is what that's we're, exactly is, is right. what we're heading towards. It's just towards. <laughs> well, we're, we're we're nearly there. Yeah. Um. I, you know. I think thankfully there's again still residual gospel grace in mm-hmm. our streets in many places. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you get into various communities and places, and it's it's it, there's near nothing near. It left at all the part of the thing for me that gives me hope is the shock that people seem to have that there is these there are these things going on to me that's one of those moments where i'm like all right you know good for you you're a yeah. little sho- be now, shocked yeah i'm glad that you're not seared right you know right i'm glad you because now i feel like i can still get to you well if you think this is wrong maybe your conscience isn't completely flipped upside down yeah you know so there's there's a certain response to, for the people are, yeah. are doing that i like that in one sense now i know that the people who are making these plays they're only making them look no one was talking about this back in those days. They just knew it's what you had to do. Girl, close your eyes, do it. Get done. Whatever you mm-hmm. got to do, you'll be on top. You know, right. you'll win. Right. You'll get your trophies. Now they get them and they're like, oh, now the power. The only thing to gain is the power. Right. Well, and that's the challenge for Al Franklin uh, is, is that's a double edge. He's in power. So are they going to lose their guy uh, yeah. by taking him out or are they going to uh, say, well, he's saying the right things? Well, it's the majority of the people that are around mm-hmm. him, too. Right. Like, are, are those the people who are, are they in power? <laughs> right? the, the key is, I mean, what Kevin Spacey tried to pull, of course, is that he's a victim, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm right. gay. I, I'm gay. So I'm a victim, too. So, I mean, that's that's the I mean, I believe you, Kevin. <laughs> or I'm a minority, you know, at right. least at, at minimum. Right. Maybe not a victim. Uh, but that's I think that's what they're yeah. that's what they're at. <clears throat> but it's right. all very, very thinly veiled. Just um power play so one of the things that's been discovered in all this is that there's a congressional line item budget 
for dealing with sexual assault cases by congressmen members, by Congress members. And so if, if there's a complaint, um, you know, filed against one of the Congress, uh, congressmen, um, I don't know if there's a congresswoman ever involved in a complaint yet, a complaint yet. Um, uh, there's a budget that goes to paying for if, if they, if they lose that judgment or, or whatever. The taxpayers. Just specifically for sex, sexual assaults. Or groping or whatever. You, you it's know. it's like they're planning on needing to, yeah, yep. uh, address these kinds of accusations. Let's, yeah. Okay, let's. I'm I'm all for the punishment of people who have sinned in this way. I don't have a problem. Of course, sexual. We should give them the harshest punishment, um, biblical punishment that we could. But also for those people who are telling the story and it doesn't come out to be true that right. this actually happened. I think that person should reap the punishment of what they're trying to get punished on somebody else. Well, that's the biblical standard. Yeah, absolutely. False witnesses are supposed to receive what they would have given to the accused. Yeah, right. the, the one they falsely accused. The biblical standard <clears throat> is, is that what they would, would, ha- would have happened to the one they accuse is to come back down on their heads. You don't get to destroy somebody's character right. and suffer no repercussions for that. Well, right. that's, 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 the evil, just... that's the evil thing about the Roy Moore situation is he hasn't admitted to it. He's had four or five accusations against him. Uh, and the the evil thing about it is either either he's guilty and wrong and lying and lying or they're lying and it's just as evil if not worse and and or there's lies on both sides. I mean that's the thing is it's messy enough where they, you know he he can't he doesn't want to admit to certain certain um crossing certain lines because sure. he knows that he'd get hung up. Yeah, right. And that's cowardice on his part and wicked on his part. And it is very like it seems very um just as plausible that. Uh, some of the accusations are completely cooked up as well. Yeah. I've just I haven't seen many people balance with the whole Roy Moore thing. It's just been so sad to watch Christians kind of lose mm-hmm. what the standard is and mm-hmm. say, "Oh, it's just it might well, be," but let the judgments take place. And we, nope. at the same time, it, you do feel for the the citizens of Alabama who have an election in like two weeks. <laughs> who do yeah. I vote for? And and they're and it's not going to get adjudicated in two weeks. Oh no way! And of course so, not. So that's I mean that's part of the thing. And then they got the media. Who are just excited to have a you know have a to feed, sell some front page? A, a, yeah, I mean yeah. they're selling they're selling all kinds of ads yeah. right now mm-hmm. uh, because of this. And it's so not a hard thing. Look, blood it, in the water is good for the media. I think in this case, you continue to do what you always been doing. You vote for them or you don't vote for them. Whatever the case, take this thing to court. Take it to trial. Yeah, figure out what happened. And if it happened, get his butt out. I think I'm pretty sure I Punish read him. that the statute of limitations is passed in Alabama. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that like, it'll never go. It'll never I, go. I don't. I don't think that it's going to actually be able to be adjudicated. Right. The only way that it would be adjudicated is if um, Moore actually sues for defamation, which right. is what he's threatened to do. That right. would actually be, I think, great. It would be a way for him to say, "I want this adjudicated in court. Come look at it." You know, um, if he actually does that, um, I don't think he's going to actually do that before the election. I, I, he couldn't. He I couldn't even. Well, even I mean, it wouldn't uh, be decided it by go anywhere. But I would. Yeah. I would. It would be a vote of confidence in my book if he would actually at least file for it. I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because he's saying, "I'm willing for you to look at me." Yep. Yep. When we come back on Cross Politics, we have Rod Story in studio. Even though he hasn't been saying much, he's been listening, looking, shaking his head. Yeah. I think he's agreeing with me. Uh, but I don't. No, 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 no. He's agreeing with me. <laughs> no, okay. We'll see about that. Rod Nobody's story, agreeing with me. Little story happening here uh, in Moscow, Idaho, getting national news on some trans. Um, what do you call it? Trans Transgender Transgender surgeries yeah. Such a big thing I'm thinking transracial There's so much trans going on so More trans. Rod Story We come back on Cross Politic This is Cy Timbrunkate With Answer Anyone Apologetics Somebody comes up to you And says that they don't believe in God What have they just done? They've just blasphemed God 
You see, blasphemy is not only taking the name of God in vain, but taking his word in vain as well. In Romans chapter 1, we're told that everyone has sufficient knowledge of God to leave them without excuse. When someone says that they don't believe in God, they're in effect calling him a liar. They're blaspheming God. What do we do? We ignore the blasphemy and lay out our evidential case for God. Now imagine that somebody came up to you and said, I think your wife's a prostitute. They'd be in a way blaspheming your wife. Would you say, well last night she was at home making dinner so I don't think she was out walking the street. The night before that she was at choir practice so I'm pretty sure she wasn't walking the street then either. And the night before that she was at her parents house so I really don't think my wife's a prostitute. Would you do that? Would you lay out an evidential argument for your wife's purity? Of course not. You'd say, that's my wife you're talking about. Choose your next words wisely. Why then when people blaspheme God do we act as though nothing has happened? Christians need to revere the name and the word of God. Sure, have the discussion with the unbeliever, but make sure that they realize what they're doing when they say that they don't believe in God. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Wait for it, Gabe. Don't do it. Wait for it. Just, just don't do it. That was bad. That was pretty good. That was, that was good. That was good. Uh, this is on time. It's better than usual. You gave yes. me better timing. <laughs> I'm white. This is why we need each other, bro. Yeah. Yep. Welcome back to Cross Politic, y'all. Help me. Help me. I'm trapped in the studio. The Chocolate Knox <laughs> and Gabe. Help me. And with us today is Dr. Rod's story. Uh, Rod, thanks so much for being with us. Yeah. So glad to be here. Thanks. Um, Dr. Rod, um, wow. So um, much. You have been through a crazy wild ride over the last number of months. Mm. How, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Are you? Yeah, this is a gift. Okay. Uh, well, Praise God. Whoa. It is. It's been a gift. That's awesome. Um, Rod, um, some of our listeners might be f- familiar with what's been going on, but we need you to trace it for us. Um, Start at the beginning. Um, yeah. W- tell us your story. Yeah, you bet. So I'm a, I'm a local family doc. Yeah, you can use the story. I mean, I'm, I live in an 11-story house because I've got nine kids. Hey. Hey, hey, check this out, guys. Are they baptized? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Hey. Okay, you, you, you can go. No, it's all good. Okay. So I'm a family physician, uh, but I've been working as a hospital physician here at our local hospital. We've got two really fine little uh, critical access hospitals. Critical access means they're restricted to just 25 beds. So these are not big hospitals, mm. but they're both uh, fine in their own right, and they serve their little communities. Um, each one seems to have an outsized personality just because we are we have some quality individuals working at both, and it's been a pleasure to be at them. How long have you been in the, in the community working Sure, so I came in 2009 Okay, uh, from Wisconsin, uh, which is where I go Cowboys here. Cowboys. I think I'm pretty oh, sure you meant Packers. No, no. I believe you did. But it's a uh, it's a little hard to be in the Packers right now. Uh, Ooh, I, I saw that game. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, bro. Man, let's okay. not talk about a sore spot. You got enough. Going okay, on. so 2009. So you've been here yeah. for eight years. Fantastic. I'm one of uh, two and a half, if you can count doctors. Okay, two and a half doctors who uh, have been full time as a hospital doctor. Basically, what we do is we take care of everyone and anyone that comes to the hospital. Right. If you need to be in the hospital, if you're going to have surgery. We get you ready for the surgery. We take care of you after. We work right along with the local surgeons. There's a group of four or five here in the town that split between the two hospitals. Okay. Uh, and we, we take care of everyone. Mm. And then when did you first get wind of um, the possibility that Pullman Regional or Gritman would be possibly hosting uh, transgender surgeries? So I'm, I'm in a Bible study in uh, you know, mid, mid-spring as we were studying through the book of Acts. Uh, one of the guys mentioned that uh, – 
I had heard that someone was doing some transgender hormone therapy in the area, and I was like, oh, I hadn't heard of that. Uh-huh. Um, wasn't aware that that was being done in town. When and was then, that? When was that? Oh, Aprilish. <laughs> okay, and then and, in, and that was being done at Gritman. The well, hormone, uh, you know, just as a physician in the community. Okay, and then in, in May, um, became aware that uh, that, uh, that there was a like a, a get to know you session for what transgender might look like, and it was one of these, hey, come and meet some folks who are considering this, and and that was open to uh, invitation only. So I was held at Pullman Hospital, and then uh, middle of May, uh, there w- our CEO uh, at Pullman Hospital had an open discussion with the staff at Pullman. Uh, where he basically said, hey, next Thursday, we're doing two transgender surgeries. Hmm. That blew my mind. Uh, I'm a doctor who's smack in the middle of everything in Pullman Hospital. Uh, and that was the first I ever heard. Hmm. Wow. Now, now, what was it that was so shocking? Well, what's shocking to me is a couple of things. We're a small hospital, and, and really, you can only do so many things really well in a small hospital. Hmm. Uh, this is a radical introduction to a small hospital. Very different surgery. Anything that the hospital takes on, it's going to have to really involve everyone in the staff, from people cleaning up the cleaning mm. up the mess to the nurses to the pharmacy to the physicians. You can't get around out. it. It's There's a, no way around it. We're small, involved, yeah. and if you're going to uh, do something like this, you're going to involve everyone. So I was immediately aware, man, how come nobody talked to me? I, I, I'm involved in everything, including getting ready pe- people wow. ready for surgery yeah. and then taking care of them after. And nobody stopped to ask me and say, hey, how do you feel about this doctor's story? Right. So they're acting like the federal government. Well, yeah. you know, sometimes <laughs> things come down from the top. Um, and so I, I was I was quite surprised. Yeah. And at that meeting, there was an open opportunity to say, uh, hey, the, uh, the CEO said, hey, if you want to stand up and say something about this. And so I did. I, I felt like I was given a boot in the pants by the social Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, and just said, why is this moving so fast? Why has there been no discussion? I'm opposed to this. Uh, there's no – I was following the medical literature already on it because there's a lot of it uh, – in the things I read, yeah. this is a hot topic right now. Yeah, of course. And I was just, you know, this is not good. Um, a couple of days later, I met with the CEO and the CFO and actually good conversation. And they said really that this hadn't been a discussion, at least from their perspective. Um, but there was a surgeon here in town that really wanted to do it. Uh, and they'd had some trouble coordinating care and getting him to do care at the hospital. And so they thought this was a, a way of bringing him back into the fold. Mm. Hey, Dad, before we go, go ahead and just kind of eat that mic from There we go. You there we go. I really want to hear this. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then how does it progress from there, Rod? You met with so, them. You know, the progression is that I, I sent out an email um, to about a half a dozen of my colleagues thinking, uh, you know, has anyone else heard about this? Is this news to you? Uh, I'm opposed and I'm interested in talking to more people about it. And uh, what I what I heard back was silence. Mm. Wow. Uh, and then what I heard was that my email had been sent to everyone on the staff and had been posted in the nurse's station. And so it was Whoa. very clear that I was out there immediately. Yeah, right. What's the doctor's name? Um, I, uh, it, was, it was in the Washington Post. Yeah, so it's, it's public knowledge, Dr. Jeff Stiller. Have, have you had a chance to talk with Jeff? I haven't talked to him about this specific issue, but Dr. Stiller and I have been uh, colleagues since I came to the hospital. Oh, wow. Uh, we work very closely on a lot of patients. Okay. 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 But um, And so when was, the, when was this announced by the CEO about the two surgeries? Uh, Mid-May. Oh, Mid-May. Yeah. And, and at what point had Gritman already started their gears in motion to be doing? So apparently, uh, and as I've become aware, there's, there's several doctors on the staff at Gritman Hospital. Uh, they uh, 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 that are on the board. Uh, it got pushed through their board very quickly. Um, they, against their, their strong dissent, um, and uh, was okayed within weeks of Pullman just beginning the discussion. So, who's dissent? 
uh, two physicians, two Christian physicians here in Moscow. Okay, so there were a couple of physicians in Moscow, yep. a Gritman who had had voiced dissent as well, but it was just pushed through and yep, pretty and, quietly. And it's a it's a private hospital in in Moscow, so they're not beholden to a public process. Right, right. Uh, in Pullman, um, after I met with the CEO, they encouraged me to talk to the board. I talked to the board. The board said, "Wow, we hadn't heard of this. Let's have a public discussion about it." The board it. didn't even know about the surgery. Board didn't know about it. Okay. Yeah. So highly unusual. Most hospitals don't behave in this fashion. Where things uh, things go through committees, they go through a lot of discussion. Sure. There's a lot of weighing Over in a on it. Years. Does this fit who we are? Is this the right and good? Is this the best thing? Especially when you're moving to a surgery that is so radical. Yeah, it's like Presbyterian sessions; they last forever. Oh right? yes, so exactly. oh, yes. <laughs> nothing ever gets accomplished. Well, medical they almost years. exist just for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although the reality is, a small hospital is probably the quickest to act uh, because it doesn't take a lot of sure. people to make a decision. So, sure. Rod, why here? That's my name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I would, I, that's one of been one of my big questions is, you know, if you're talking about LA, you're talking about Seattle, you're California, talking California, San Francisco. You know, I mean, I, I can, I guess yeah. I, it would make sense to me that it would be in some of these big cities, but why Moscow and Pullman? Well, I think there's a couple of ways to go at that. First off, we are a, a small community. It doesn't take many people to make a decision. So you can quickly get something through a small hospital if you have the right people in the right spots. Uh, and that's not the case in big hospitals. In fact, the reality is if you go around the United States, transgender surgery is is not mainstream. This is not done in your main big hospitals. Yeah, right. It's done off in little uh, niche clinics uh, where, where surgeons have created opportunities for themselves because it's hard to get something started in a big hospital. Interesting. Um, but in a small hospital, we also, you know, we're a university town. So there's a tremendous amount of people who are already given over to this mindset. That this is that this is something that should be done. And I right. think that that support. So public support. Yeah, the public support. Those people are in, in positions of influence, uh, at the, at the hospital level. Uh, we have two universities and obviously universities have a big play in that. Rod, when I was thinking about this, sorry to interrupt. I, yeah, I, I, I almost, I wondered if, are you familiar with Jim Wilson's book, Absolutely. Principles of Warfare? Absolutely. Um, I, I kind of like, I couldn't help but think that the same play maybe is being run mm. here. It's small, you know, strategic. What, how does he word it? Um, strategic and feasible. Feasible and strategic mm. points in a, in a war. I think you're correct in that. And, and, and so Jim Wilson moved here thinking evangelistically, um, it's a strategic point because of the universities and it's feasible because of small towns. And exactly. I kind of wondered, is the same play being run from the opposite direction? I, I think so. And I think that the, the other aspect of it is we have highly regarded local hospitals and those hospitals are some of the best places you can get surgery in the United States. Mm. Wow. So some of the same processes that we have for making sure you have the very best outcomes for knee surgery or other surgeries. Right. Um, a physician who wants to start a transgender surgery could say, well, why not us? So talk to us about the medical science, the latest medical science. We're going to get to the theology behind this, but yeah. talk to us about the medical science. You bet. I, I think that the, the reality is there is no science. Okay. Well, that's uh, a short conversation. Okay. All right, yeah, to theology. Very, <laughs> and, and that's the most shocking thing to me. Uh, as a physician, I highly pride myself in knowing science and and really trying to inform my decision making in a in a scientific manner and that is the that's the uh that is the mode that's the way that most physicians would tend to portray themselves that we're cutting edge and and Pullman Hospital would say that you know we're always looking for the last research the best thing we can do for our patients the thing that came out last week but if you look deep into the science of transgender care what you find is opinion mm. you find uh, and and you can look across the board, including my specialties, uh, hospital medicine, uh, Society of uh, Family Medicine, and they're gun ho for it. But it all began in small committees 
mm-hmm. small committees that had an influence. And other people said, well, okay, I guess I could see that. And never a, it, you have to dig really deep and you never find a true scientific basis for approaching this. What you instead find is that we have a long-standing understanding that this is, this is a really complex disorder, what's called gender dysphoria. Uh, and it's been understood and it's been part of the psychiatric literature for decades and decades and decades. Uh, where the transgender thing, that's, that's new. That's, that's, a, that's a coming out of left field. That's some, someone's new idea or new, new take on, a, on an old illness. So uh, what's gender dysphoria? Illness. Yeah, it is an illness. Basically, what we describe is some, a, a, someone who has an incorrect view of who they are. Mm. Basically, a sense that, that, that's the fixed, broken thought that uh, wants to continue to persist. And we, we lump uh, transgender surgery or transgender uh, dysphoria in with a group of other illnesses that are called body dysmorphic syndromes. And there's a bunch of them. There's people who think, man, my leg is offending me. I want this thing off. This right, leg right, is awful. Right. We've covered that. Uh, yeah. That's, and, that's and the trans. reality is those things are out there. Uh, people who think, you know, that they're, they're the wrong race or wrong yeah. across uh, the gender. You know, a more, probably a, a less loaded way of talking about this is talking about anorexia. Okay. Anorexia is in the same boat. Basically, people who look in the mirror and even though they're dying of being thin, oh, right. they fat. think they're fat. Right. And right. we don't treat that with liposuction. <laughs> no, right. that's right. Ooh. Yeah. That's right. right. And in the same way, we don't treat um, wrong perspectives with surgery. Right. Wow. Yeah. There's so, a second issue, and we have a longstanding under, uh, in medicine of basically do no harm. That basically, yeah, you've got to prove that you're not going to hurt people by the things you're doing. But taking a radical step of removing someone's healthy genitals right. for the step of saying that this is going to fix them, you haven't done due diligence by proving that this is not a wrong, that, that you're not uh, in your attempt to do something good for someone that you're not then crossing over a boundary that should be protecting them and protecting right. you. Does it, you said that there's no scientific basis for this. Is there any, are there any studies, um, in fact, that show that, there that this is harming people absolutely so there's you know just as much as there's opinion on uh that's pushing this forward there's um people with long-standing uh experience and i would encourage people to go look up paul McHugh. he's a physician out of uh the hopkins yeah, johns hopkins right, right. who has a, they started a 40 doing year history yeah, right. they they started doing the surgery they they studied these people they said man this we're not doing right by these people and they stopped really? now they've mm. kicked him out and they've started it up again because it's the right, it's what the fashionable thing to do. And that's worth looking. He has an article in the New Atlantis, uh, which is h- highly comprehensive, looks at a lot of information. But if you're talking about just some basic things that really would make anyone pause as a physician, there's a couple of articles. Sweden has a, has a article. It's called a, uh, retrospective, uh, trial where basically they look back on 30 years of giving people what they thought was the best care, transgender surgery, hormone therapy societal support right you know what they found didn't make a lick of difference in their health in fact they were worse off they they continue to have significant psychiatric problems continue to have significant um self-harm and and suicidality it was almost 60 60 times the normal rate for healthy human beings it's it's um it's trouble and this is this is in a the, the best case scenario what i think is audacious is as a small town we think that we can over we can do it better you know, we can, you know, right. maybe in Sweden they couldn't do it, but we sure can. Right. There's well, articles. There's another review article. It came out of the Mayo. Uh, I was blown away by it. Uh, they reviewed all these studies that, that were pushing this along, and they said, a little blurb said, uh, this is uh, highly 
um, very poor scientific studies. I mean, they, they said that almost all the studies that are using to support this have, have really poor methodology, poor way of looking at it, and really you shouldn't base anything on it. When you bring these kind of studies up to fellow physicians and nurses and doctors in the community, what kind of response do you get? Well, you know, that what's, what's, what you find is instead, uh, you'll find a couple of things. You'll find, well, that's not true. Uh, or you'll find in sometimes quiet moments more of an admission of, yeah, yeah, the science really isn't there. Okay. But this is not this is not a science issue. This is not a debate on an academic scale. This is a a battle of worldviews. So right, um, right, yeah, absolutely. So to, to be clear, specifically, what is going on at our in our local hospitals with Gritman and um, Pullman? What kind of surgeries are they doing? Sure. So they've been doing surgeries in the area, and those surgeries have, have been what they call above the waist surgeries, removal of healthy breast tissue, uh, or or giving people the appearance of breasts doing what's called body sculpting, where you make someone look more curvy or less curvy. Um, but now these are what's being done below the, the waist surgeries. And they're radical. They're the removal of a normal penis, normal testicles. They're uh, refiguring things so that there's an inside pouch that looks something like a vagina. Right. Uh, the, go- the goal is to give someone functioning, at least externally, genitals. Yeah. Is, and is it, is it primarily men transitioning to trying to be a woman yes i think that's the primary issue i mean the 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 people who are most interested in this surgery right um the that is the surgery that that the local surgeon is providing is um do you see a connection i, I know you've described this as is uh did you say gender dysphoria yes is that how you is that the right word um it seems to me looking from a distance sort of pastorally at this issue that this is directly connected downstream from um, a number of other sexual perversions in our culture. Uh, w- would you agree with that? That without, without, um, you know, I understand as a pastor and knowing the Bible, um, our sins have effects on us. So we embrace sin and then sin messes with us and yeah, messes us up right. and, it, and it breaks us in certain yeah. ways. And so I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to pretend like it's just people knowingly sinning. I think it's more yeah. complicated than that, but it seems to me that in a culture where you start, um, you uh, Romans one describes God giving people over to perversion when they when they don't worship Him, He gives them over, and they begin instead of um, the using the natural use of sexuality, a, a man embracing one woman as his wife is given over to using men. Um, we're using pornography. We're using you know maybe it's pedophilia, maybe it's bestiality. And at some point, though, just like, you know, certain kind of highs aren't high enough for drug users and alcohol abusers and so forth. Right. At some point, it seems to be like this is a certain kind of end of the road kind of um, sexual perversion. Would you see a connection there? I think I think that's a little bit um, difficult in some ways and clearer in others. So let me explain. Yeah. Um, homosexuality tends to not be connected to body dysmorphia. Uh, so people who are wanting to change their genders and people who have same sex and, um, um, temptation, uh, temptations, uh, don't tend to be the same groups of people. And that I think is interesting. And I, I don't really? think I could speak to that more than, than, than I was just listening to a talk from a couple of Christian psychiatrists who were saying, these are not the same people. Um, I think what's interesting is when you talk about, um, uh, the consequences of sin and living in a broken world, I do think that we tend to behave as Gnostics in that way where we tend to think, well, you know, it might affect us 
spiritually and psychiatrically, but not necessarily physically and vice versa. But the reality is that there are effects that come right. from that. Yeah. Right. And we see that medically. And I do think that they will find eventually changes in genomes, changes in the way that people's genes are read. Uh, what's called epigenetics that will somewhat explain why people behave with sex, same sex uh, uh, desires or why people have a desire to dress like a woman if they're a man. Will that then ex- expre- um, explain or give credence to completely changing someone from a surgical standpoint? I think that that's where the giant leap is. Right. Right. So, so there could be, uh, a, you know, a gene that gives someone more, um, they're more inclined to alcoholism or more inclined to homosexuality. But that's just proving that sin has effects. And we know that. In we our, know in that, our world. that sin affects our body. It can, affects it all the way down to the library that our body reads. Right. So in, in sure. Psalm 32, um, David is, is mourning his sin. And he says when he, when he didn't confess his sins, his, his bones were, were mm. aching and rotting right. inside of him. I mean, it seems like that's a place where you could go where, yeah, unconfessed sin rots your bones. Right. And it's, that's not just a metaphor. Well, and we know when, when sin is carried to the third and fourth generation, it, it, it mm. is, it's a, effects right. are felt through our, mm. through our psyches, through our societal connections and, and through even our, down and through, through our, our children and, children. Children. and, and, yeah, and right. that's, and right. that's how I mean that connection too. that, that g- genetic connection. I don't mean the same people go from homosexuality and then become transgender. I'm thinking more culturally, mm. societal, covenantally. Um, there's an end of the road it's there. It's the next step. My head's spinning right now. Uh, <laughs> we got to take a break. Okay. Come back with Dr. Story and talk a little more about some theological ramifications and reach out to some of the people who are struggling with this. Next, Cross Politic. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture. A life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration. Unashamed of Christ and sharply at odds with the values of modernity. A mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Welcome back to Cross Politic. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm just watching Talk Knox just. Uh, He's Have had, you seen the surgeries? His head is still spinning. Yeah, you sent me a you, you, you sent me a YouTube it? video. Oh, the YouTube video. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's it's uh it's remarkable in its complexity, and yet oh. you're, you you can't be yeah we can't that's leave without great, feeling like wow what have we just seen? Th- yeah. th- that's exactly right. Yeah. I was looking at that. Like, wow, that's amazing. What a, a an amazing thing to think that 
what could we fix, right? Mm. There's actually things that have been done, like a cliff, uh, what a cliff note? I think. Cliff lip. Cliff, cliff, lip. Think, cliff, cliff lip. Yeah, I'm lip. turning to Gabe. Cliff lip. Don't, don't ask <laughs> oh, Gabe. Snap. Don't ask Doc, Gabe. Doc, what is it called? <laughs> cliff lip. Thank you. But babies have that, and we can put that right. together now mm. and fix it. It looks like nothing oh. ever happened. Right. And so we have the wonderful technology to be able to do that and the science to do that. And we're, and we're using, using this to oh. do horrible destruction. Oh. Mm. So, Dr. Story, um, you gave us a little bit of your story. Huh. You're a hero now because you uh, brought this up to the hospital, yeah. right? And everybody's like, "Woo, you, Dr. Story!" No, it, I, I don't think it's it worked matter, out the way. Matter of obedience, isn't it? No, I mean, so, you know, you just, so you know, they what God's give you in, right? Yeah, so they voted to go ahead and do the transgender surgeries at Pullman Regional. And was it the next day that you sent a letter of resignation? Yes, it was. I mean, although right from the beginning, it, it was definitely a question. You know, is this is this my moment to walk out? Am, am I going to have to be looking for a new job here? come shortly wow. i mean just a month yeah. before my wife and i were like hey, you know this is uh gonna be the rest of our life here we'll be doing this job this is great love wow. it i'm really good at it uh love taking care of these kind of patients love this hospital what a fantastic thing and then you know a month later you're realizing uh, i might have to pull the plug on this wow so i wrote so, a new story yeah absolutely I mean, yes, I'm yes. you guys are funny just, walk <laughs> so sorry walk uh, us you can do it all walk mm. us through this reasoning this thinking process how did you reach this conclusion and and sure. why so i guess you know first i want to say um i don't think that everyone that is pushing this is um insidious i think that the reality is that there's a lot of desire to take care of these broken people and to mm. provide something for them right and yet um the reality is you got to tell the truth um and that's one of the things i took an oath about was that i would not harm people and that i would tell them the truth right and uh at the end of the day i i couldn't I, I, mean, I dove into that. I was like, what am I missing about this? It, that this is just suddenly so here and now uh, and we're doing this. Uh, did I miss something in the literature? Did I miss it? I mean, even though it would be contrary to my, my Christian understanding, I mean, that, that, uh, that right from the beginning, God made us male and female. And mm. Jesus quotes that right in Matthew and Mark. And, you know, it's just it's the reality of our, of our creation. Um, so, I mean, I started, I, I sought some advice. I made sure I was doing it. I was talked to pastor. You know, thankfully, we're in a situation where we're, we're culturally ready to mm, deal with yeah. these controversies. We sing the Psalms. Uh, I've just been studying through Acts, and, you know, Paul is getting hammered left and right, speaking truth and love to, to yeah. people who don't uh, want to hear it. That was your problem. Yeah. Yeah, you were reading your so. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That always happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the reality is we know um, that, that what's it worth to, to stay in a career path where you're going to compromise? Uh, man, that's just not worth it. You know, it, so, it comes right out of Daniel where, where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, go say, well, you know, God is powerful to save, but if not, mm-hmm. uh, if he doesn't want to, well, yeah. that's good too. Yeah. You said Shadrach, Meshach, you mean Shadrach, Oh, shout out Meshach and a bad Negro. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how yeah, I, a, I like to. There was a fourth guy and he was Everything shining. Everything goes down with a bad Negro. <laughs> yeah, you know, you critical race theory so creeping trouble. in. So now, so what, so what, now, didn't you get, you got voted doctor of the year before you left the hospital too. Like in all this ruckus, you're, you're challenging leadership and kind of what's coming down the pipe with transgender surgery at Pullman. And, Isn't that cool? And, I mean, it's, it's, it's a sweet thing to realize that you know, even though you're a, a burr in the saddle that, that, um, before all that hit the fan, cause it was voted on in April before it, before it, wow. before, before the stuff the came out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That, that, uh, that I was valued as a, as yeah. a colleague and I was seen for excellence in my care. That's really, great. that's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the way you want to do and it. And it's humorous because the, they, even though it was voted on in April, the, it wasn't actually put into a press release until October. Yeah. The timing was, until, was until last month. It, it was, 
It was it was funny because I, I I was one. That's really interesting to know that 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 was that was wow. decided upon months ago. Yep. And I don't know. I I guess I take. I mean, I wonder how you read it, but I just think, man, isn't the Lord good? Mm. I, I hope you hear. It, it was that. one of those moments where I was just quietly laughing to myself. Yeah, it was just one of those sweet. <laughs> I mean, the way like, that, I mean, God, oh, funny God. I'm I'm um, I don't have a job. I've called everybody I know, and nobody's answering the phone. Wow. And uh, and the Lord and already yet had I've got that. three specialties, and I'm highly qualified, and nobody's calling me back. Wow. And, but, the, and the Lord had. But that I got a little in the certificate. Story. Isn't yeah. that sweet? <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, it's a it's a crystal. Oh, yeah. nice, it's a crystal. Nice. Is it worth anything? Oh, uh, it's a rock. <laughs> Rod, um, break it open. Good in a slingshot. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey, um, give a couple words to other doctors or nurses um, that might be finding themselves mm. in a situation like this. How do you? What kind of counsel? What kind of coaching do you give them? Sure. I don't think that it's necessarily right for everybody to step out. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we, if if, uh, if Christians did that, it would leave a big hole, and maybe that's the right thing. Um, but the reality is that there is care that is necessary. These individuals that are going through the surgery need kindness. They need uh, respect, even though they've had their bodies mutilated. They need um, they need neighbors yeah. who are going to be taking care of them while they're healing, uh, who are going to be mm-hmm. um, inviting them in and bringing them dinner and. And saying, "Hey, we love you. This was wrong that you went through this, but uh, we're uh, we love you, and we love you because Christ loves you." When we talked about this um, a few weeks ago, I don't know if you heard the show, but we um, he doesn't listen to Chris. I mean, anyway, I'm sorry. I, well, he said he listened earlier. I to did. Another I've show. listened to the last couple because I didn't know what I was getting into, oh. <laughs> and, and you still came. I came. <laughs> you are brave. Um, I yeah. You know, the the two principles I've been thinking about um, has been tell the truth, which you've been mm. saying. So you've got to be able to tell the truth, mm-hmm. and so when I've I've talked to at least one individual about this, um, a, a nurse in a situation, mm. um, and I've I've said, you know, in terms of, um, you, you can't pretend this is good or mm. okay, but that That's doesn't right. but that doesn't mean that you can't give um, necessary care, right? And and then I think there would be a certain line where you'd have to draw in terms of actually participating in the procedure, That's exactly right? Yeah, and so it seems like maybe certain kinds of. Um, prep and actual participation would be off limits and you'd want to ask well, for that's permission. Where I, it came down to me for uh, my job is and this is God's humor in putting me in the spot you know as I'm I would often be the only doctor there to take care of the patient and say yep you're ready for surgery so my signature <sighs> is saying that you're ready to go have your genitals taken off yeah, I, that's right. a spot where I realized ah, I can't do right. this yeah um, and I asked for an exclusion uh, is there state laws that provide that the reality is that uh, we're a small hospital, and and it's hard to have one guy step out. It leaves such a big hole that it makes right. it difficult. And once the once the my hospital said, not only do we want to allow this surgery, we want to embrace this surgery, we want to say that this is one of our chief right. values. Uh, it was it was time for me to leave. It seems wow. like if you're a Christian in the hospital, you would want to have permission both to opt out of the direct participation. Yep. Post op would be different in my mind yep. because you know some uh, there are other. Um, horrible things that people do to themselves, and then they end up in the hospital. Yeah. And and they you, were drunk; they fell off a balcony. And, and you give yeah. you give them care, and, yeah. and but you don't pretend that what they did was great. If they right. if they were ODing on drugs, you don't say, "Wasn't well, that wonderful?" You say, "That's horrible," but I'm going to love you, and I'm going to take care of you where you are. Right. Um, but then you also want to be able to tell tell the truth about it. And and if a hospital is just just sort of doing it on the side or something like that, then maybe it's not as big of a deal. But if they're embracing it as one of their the things that makes them what they are, then you are going to be the one that's, you know, constantly talking about how you think this is horrible. Well, I'm thankful there are people that have thought this through. So, you know, I spent time with Pastor Wilson and said, you know, what do I do about this? And 
And it was just such that, are there gray areas? Are there black and white areas? Um, there was uh, Alliance for Defending Freedom. I think you guys have been talking about them. They, they're going trying to protect the florists and the and the cake. Right. Right. They were fantastic. They provided free counsel. Oh, and good. I know they've been doing that for a number of people in our community who are struggling with this issue right. as nurses. What, what do we do about this? Right. Um, and and uh, I belong to a Christian medical association. Uh, it's a nationwide organization that's speaking truth, and they're being bold and writing good position statements and, and trying to be in places of influence. And I, that's been really helpful to be part of that too. So, so why, why is um, this important? Well, yeah, oh, sorry. I, yeah, I think to get to that question, we have no problem um, fixing a broken leg. If if a child is right. born with a growth that shouldn't be there, we have no problem amputating things that um, might hinder the child as they get older or whatever. So, and and surgery is not the issue, or cutting things off is not the issue. Um, or somebody who has re- se- severe burns or severe, you know, I, I saw yeah. a picture of a guy recently who a had been face ma- had been mauled by a bear. Yeah, and they were reconstructing his face. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, what's the difference? Well, the, the marvel of it is, is is surgery has been, you know, it's it's been purpose is to restore, right? And, mm. and in this circumstance, we're not restoring; we're destroying, mutilating. How can how can people who are hearing this that are in the community? How can they help? What can they do? Well, I think uh, I've seen a couple of churches locally that have just stood up. Mm. Boy, if that isn't the first step. Mm. Uh, and oh, that man. just doesn't seem to be the case in most places. What most do you places mean by st- stood up? Stood up and you know, and and publicly acknowledged as elder boards, as as a, a group, uh, as, as a, a membership. Community. Yeah, that, that and been willing to say no, not in our community. Um, they're mm. taking a lot of heat for it. Uh, Evangelical Free Church here in town. Man, I'm so proud of them. They've they've been one of those churches that have done that. Wow, and, and, praise uh, God! You know, brought in people and wanted to ask the questions and wanted to understand the science so they could be informed. Um, I think that that's a huge first step. Mm. Wow. And then second, we are going to have neighbors and people move into town and come in here for this and being prepared for that. I think knowing that we hold out the only hope because this is a false hope. It's a false hope that that just another thing that people are trying to fix the inner hurt that they've got. The brokenness, whether they know where it's come from or not, we have a real gospel, and and it's a, it's a false hope because all these people are looking to be fixed, mm. right? We're all they're all looking for some sort of you know restoration of who they want to be or who they think they should be or who uh, how they want to fulfill kind of their next their future. Right? Yeah. They're looking for fulfillment. They're looking for um you know to be to be fixed. And then I think our Christians we need to know the word. Oh my goodness! Get in the word, so you know, and you're prepared that everyone who wants to lead a godly life is going to be persecuted. Yeah. So that this is not an unexpected thing when you face something like this. This yeah, is yeah. my moment to be obedient mm-hmm. to what God put in front of me. But people are going to face that in all sorts of workplace situations, um, and being prepared because you've been in the word, because the word prepares you. God in His right. faithfulness knows that what He's called us to is going to be hard, and yet, mm-hmm. man, what a blessing to be able to um, to join. Join with our Savior. We were just talking about this a little bit before the show. Um, it's, I, I think there's, there is such a tendency in American Christianity mm. to think that we will be able to get by. Mm. We can kind of, we can just, we can preach the gospel, but you know, just before you get to the point where you think it's going to hurt, before mm. you're going to lose something, right. where it actually might matter, you pull back and you yeah. say, "Well, I just want to." You know, I, I want to, uh, and we call it love. Maybe mm. we call yeah. it, we call it kindness. Well, it's hard. It's hard to stink. You know, the uh, <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, yeah. nobody wants to stink, like it says in uh, 
where 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 the the aroma of death. Oh yeah, those Corinthians. Yeah, brutal. Who wants to be the aroma of death? Uh, and yet, the, being the sweet savor uh, right. of those that are and that's that are the, being saved. And that's the thing is is that when it's simultaneous. Yeah, we stink in in the in the no, in the nostrils of those who mm. are perishing, but it's sweet. It's sweet to those who are being saved. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people out there who need that, mm-hmm. who are desperate for it. And many of these individuals who in their confusion and in their lostness and in their brokenness who are coming and seeking this false hope, this false salvation in this surgery, they need people to stand up in love and tell them, no, God made you to be a man and and you can find wholeness and healing and forgiveness mm-hmm. in Jesus. Amen. So, Rod, b- b- before we're, we're close to ending the show, I think in the last 30 minutes, most people have probably heard who are not on the same side of the fence as us, mm-hmm. people who are in the position right now who are like, I came to Moscow because I am dealing with this. Mm-hmm. I am a, I am a, a woman that's trapped inside of this man's body. Mm-hmm. I need to be let out. I figured out this is what's going to cure me, and you're hindering me from being who I really am. Mm-hmm. And you say they're selling me a bill of goods, but they're not, man. They're selling me freedom. Mm-hmm. And they've just been beatboxing. <laughs> To everything that you just been saying sure and just for a second i just want you to talk to them because sometimes all they hear is we're attacking the people who are actually selling them the bill of goods who are trying to take them out sure and sometimes they get hit in that fire and they don't know that we're actually trying to save you mm. <laughs> you know and so go ahead just take that man- moment and just kind of maybe talk to those people who are not uh, where we are on the Absolutely. same side of the fence so i'm i'm the kind of physician that that um went into this because i wanted to care for anyone no matter what position they were in, no matter where they were coming from. If you had a need, I was going to take care of you. And not only that, I was going to tell you the truth, give you the very best understanding that I have. And I think that the the tendency now is to instead say, what do you want? Uh, and instead of mm. being a physician who's giving expertise and honor to uh, a, a great understanding, it's instead to say, hey, uh, you know, you could take A or you could take B. Uh, it doesn't matter, does it? Um, and it does matter. And the reality is that, that that even though this is the popular answer, it's one that's not going to fix what 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 you really really need, which is a deep need. And what you need is community, and you need a physician who's going to walk you along with others and who's going to speak truth to you. And I think that's the key: is the truth. Absolutely. I mean, we go back again. We we started the show with this theme, but if God didn't create the world, if there isn't a God mm-hmm. who created the world, if there isn't truth, if there isn't reality, then we really are making it up as we go along. Yeah. And, and, and when we're making it up as we go along, then, yeah, you, you have to approach science and medicine that way. Well, what do you think and how do you feel about mm-hmm. it? Because there are no absolutes. There's no standard. There's no reality. There's not really one thing that's better than another. But if God made the world, and then some things are better than others. Uh, there is such a thing that's as right. truth. And God, who knows us best, made us male, made us female. And he made us so that we needed to be joined together to truly glorify him. Right. And, and, and uh, we needed to... Um, in obedience, follow uh, things that would be hard yeah. and yet to his glory. You know, that desire, and I just want to say this, if you're listening to this, and I know you might not agree with us somewhere where we're at, but I just want to tell you right now that that desire that you have to be fixed, it's not a desire that's necessarily mm-hmm. wrong. You are needing to be fixed. There is something that you are actively needing to be fixed. There is something that does need to be cut off and dealt with and replaced, and it's your heart. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and took the mutilation for you, took the beating, not only physically, but also spiritually from God, took the wrath of God for you so that you don't have to go through this. You can be restored. You can be the man that God made you to be or the woman that God made you to be. There is salvation in Jesus. 
And if you would repent and turn from your sin, Jesus would give you that new heart. He will give you that new desire and he will make you complete and new in him. You don't have to be cut on to be made whole. The issue is, do, do you want to be new, have a new body in yourself or do you want to have a new body in Christ? Mm. Yeah. And he'll right. give you that. You, he'll restore it to you. Right. Do you want to find ways to redeem yourself here on earth? Temporary, you know, um, uh, Peter says, I thank the Lord that we are not um, bought by gold or silver. Yeah. We're not by bought by material goods. We're not bought things by that our are, surgeries. Things that are perishable. Things yeah. that are perishable. That's right. But we are bought with the imperishable blood of the yeah. Lamb That's of right. God. That's right. Yeah. 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 You need to play that organ for yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I don't you know, know why you didn't play that organ. I, just, I really, I, I, you know, we do, we're gonna have people like this in our community. Yeah. I want them to know that we love you, yeah. Yeah. and because we love you, we're fighting to protect you. Right. You and, know, and, and every one of us knows that brokenness. Yes, absolutely. There's not anybody in Christ who came to Christ because they were whole. That's, That's right. right. We Amen. came to Christ because we were broken. We were. Bro- we've right. been there, and, and <laughs> we needed to be healed. That's mm. right. And so we're, we're we're calling out to you in the name of Jesus mm. to come to Him. Mm. Amen. Dr. Story, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, uh, if you need a doctor, come see me. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting a clinic because I want right. to tell the truth and I want to do something different. We're starting a what's That's called right. direct primary care where you basically remember you, you get access to real costs in medicine rather than paying the inflated insurance. And what's price. the website? What's the website yeah. for yeah. Storyfamilymed.com. Storyfamilymed.com. Check it out. Yep. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rod. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Please go fight laugh and feast this is cross politics